You are listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we take a closer look at each session and prepare you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Hey, Drew Dixon from Explore the Bible Students, back with you for another uh, for another leader training podcast. We're in our study of First and Second Thessalonians. This is session five. It's titled "The Sanctified Life." We're going to be studying 1 Thessalonians 4, 1 through 12, and our central truth is this. The gospel changes our lives and the way we live. Um, that's probably something that you believe, right? But what does that actually look like? So Paul opens this section of his letter saying this. Additionally then, brothers and sisters, we ask and encourage you in the Lord Jesus that as you have received instruction from us on how you should live and please God, as you are doing, do this even more. Um, and he says, For you know the commands we gave you through the Lord Jesus Christ. This is God's will for you, that you keep away from sexual morality, that you know how to, that each, person, each of you knows how to control his own body with holiness and honor, not with lustful passions like the Gentiles who don't know God. Um, and so he goes on to say, here's all these things that you should do. And one of them is sexual purity, another is um, brotherly love. And he says, you don't need to me to write you about this, uh, that you are to love one another. He says, you're doing this, but do this more and more. That's the point. Do this more and more. Uh, lead a quiet, seek to lead a quiet life and work with your hands. Um, following Jesus isn't as complicated as sometimes we make it out to be. Um, but this is a good opportunity to talk to your students about sexual morality and maybe unpack some things, some wrong thinking they might have about it. The call to sexual purity is a call to every believer. Sometimes we make a mistake, I think, in the church of making that out to be a thing that guys struggle with more than, than, than girls. And maybe they do, but listen, everyone, everyone is called to sexual purity. And uh, I think it's important to remember that it's not the responsibility of the women in your group, the girls in your group, to help or to make the boys be sexually pure. We all have a responsibility over our own body to live with holiness and honor, right? Um, and so let's call each other to holiness. Let's expect one another to live holy lives. Let's, um, let's envision for ourselves, for our students, but first for ourselves, what does it look like to live a life pleasing to God? Um, how we should live and please God? Once you've got, you've got a vision for that, let's take steps. And then let's cast that vision for the people around us. Give them uh, the opportunity to join us in that pursuit. Um, that's, that's really what it means in a lot of ways to follow Jesus. Um, but there, yeah, really important question. Key question number one, what does it mean for us to live lives that please God? Um, challenge your students to think through that and then help them see that this passage gives an answer to that. That's really helpful. And that, um, has a, a lot that we can unpack in terms of, um, helping students understand that, right? Um, so there's another thing I want to point out to you. It's on page 47. It's the be vulnerable note. It says, are there specific areas of your life where you struggle to let the gospel, you struggle to let the gospel invade places you want to keep control of? Consider sharing with your students about how you've navigated letting each and every aspect of your life reflect the gospel. Um, now let's be really clear. Like every area of our life doesn't reflect the gospel, uh, 100% of the time. None of us are Jesus. But um, how has the gospel begun to invade areas of your life that you previously said, no, that's, that's my area, that's my thing, that, I'm going to be in control of that. Um, and how have you invited Jesus to take more and more control of your life? How have you seen him move? Um, what does your um, trajectory 
of following Christ look like? Because sharing that will help your students catch a vision of what it might could look like for them. This, but you need to be really careful here. This isn't to say that everyone's trajectory in following Christ, everyone's path in following Christ should look exactly the same. All our paths, all of our lives are going to be different. We need to be clear on that. We shouldn't expect anyone to live up to our standards. We want to call people to Jesus, not to ourselves. Uh, but that said, uh, the path that you've taken is an example that can be really helpful, and it's a tool that God can use to strengthen and build up other followers of Jesus and help them pursue him, uh, which is super exciting, right? That's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do as leaders, as student leaders, right, is to help students follow Jesus. And this passage today will give you some ammunition, some encouragement, some help in doing just that. Uh, thanks for your time. We'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Explore the Bible Students Leader Training Podcast, where we equip you, the leader, to teach the Bible and point students to Christ. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or Spotify. You can also find the podcast on ministrygrid.com.